0: This don't mean I don't know what I can count Do you This is what want to be
1: Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hello, David. Hello, cuz. Hey. And Gray. Hey. hey. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, Forgotten Factions. Hit us up on Instagram at <laughs> OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast. And don't forget, we are now part of the Wrestle Hub family. All about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the Wrestle Hub on YouTube and Instagram. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I can't see the video. No, it's going no, on,
0: nothing, no, no I was lip syncing. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> Just really great job. Yeah, yeah. Good job, everybody. Yeah, book, it, was good, it was a
1: good. was <laughs> good yeah
2: what's the topic again I don't Who? fucking remember I don't I don't care forgotten wrestling factions forgotten wrestling <laughs> oh, faction so everybody knows uh the four horsemen everybody knows the N.W. everybody knows them everybody knows evolution overrated uh everybody knows all these <laughs> other factions here uh so we decided to talk wrong. about four factions wrong. that a lot of people don't talk about I'm not wrong uh, a lot of people talk about <laughs> like, don't talk about it anymore and it's four small little factions uh, that I hand-picked with my hand. Picked them <laughs> he put,
3: the him in the picked wow. yeah, put them in the faction bag and picked out four factions.
2: faction bag, and then uh, wow, I chose is, four of them that a lot of people, cool. if not anybody, doesn't talk about anymore, and they were either groundbreaking for their time or they had short lifespans. Thank you very much. That is my speech for this evening. My name is Jess.
0: Thank well, you. I guess if they're forgotten, they're overrated then.
2: Stop. I'm not even going to fall into your cuz <laughs> vortex at this point. <laughs> I have valid, I have valid reasons to to back up what I said, but that's a different topic. It's fair. Altogether. It's fair. It's fair. It's a different topic it's altogether. Um, I can see why. So, what do we, uh, what do we uh, nah. got, Dave? What, 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 uh, what do my notes say? Huh? Come on,
3: Faction come on.
1: one. I don't, I don't know. Do you want to lip sync while I say them? Um, <laughs> you said you were the watching censoring. the video. You yeah. Liars. You said you didn't see us, Dave. <laughs> you're a liar. It's pretty easy to understand uh-huh. what happened. I can't happened. trust you. I if You're a liar. You guys are not that <laughs> smart. Yeah. That's pretty dishonest. You didn't see it, yeah. No, he I really do. Ouch, yeah, Dave! No, I figured it out. <laughs> We're hurt. Now you're lying. He you never make fun like, of now you. Now you're lying.
0: I don't know what to believe now.
1: I don't know what you're talking so about. So many lies. Yeah. <laughs> <was that> <laughs>
2: Delicious. <laughs> I can't see the video at all. Chester took a drink. Anyway. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. The first one is honestly th- this one really is kind of uh, not even not only forgotten but really underrated. Right to censor in the WWF uh, consisted of Stevie Richards, Val Venus, Ivory, The Godfather, and Bull Buchanan. What a mix! This is kind of how factions start. They're just like throw them together, see uh, what happens, make a uh, faction uh, out uh, of them, right? This it is it works, <laughs> and that's what he does. He's like, Let's see what happens. And if it's dumb, he's laughing on his monitor in the back, VKM going, Haha! Look at that stupid. Shit. That's that's what Vince Vince, does, what, just what do we do? I don't music. know, we'll
0: make him a faction.
1: The funny thing is this this kind of worked. In 2000 and 2001, the wrestling wars were definitely coming to a close. WCW took the giant, the, the giant turd the and giant. Was, it was circling the bowl. We knew it was well over at this point. The WWF was so hot right now, they can do almost nothing wrong in the fans' eyes. So the raunchier product was the main focus. However... Network exclusive advertisers and activist groups were, were definitely telling a different story. Like, you need to knock this off. Yeah, they were starting to get this a lot out of, of heat of here
2: in the Jerry Springer. Where yeah. The networks were like, you can't do that. And why did you do that? And what the fuck are you
1: doing there? The, the Parents so Television Council. Killing, yeah.
3: That's what kind of they were named yeah, after that. A bunch of so, so,
1: this, so to your point, this is what Vince does. <laughs> Let's start yeah. a faction. Now, you don't sue them, me. Right? I make fun of you. <laughs> you. Faction. <laughs> and. So WWF, meaning Vince, decided to take a shot at the detractors by creating a group called RTC, or Right to Censor. They were a heel faction tired of all the smut and the Jerry Springer type of material and propaganda the WWF fans like created. Like real life. They even tamed the porn character Val Venus and the pimp The Godfather, which... Why? So, like, why yeah, why Val Venus, for so people
2: who <laughs> remember him, was like a, a legit porn character. He wasn't legit, like, he wasn't in to life. Ladies? But he was like a yeah. porn character.
1: Oh, <laughs> she loves Val. So, this is the home
0: of the San Jose Sharks. Well, ladies, if you're looking for some fresh meat to chop on, the Big Balboski will put you all into a beating frenzy.
2: And the uh, Godfather brought hoes and pimped them out every week. So everybody, especially the Godfather, everybody loved his entrance, and it was a big deal every Monday. So they took yeah. Valvinus and him and changed him to the Father and just called him straight up yeah, Valvinus. right. And the Goodfather... They wore white shirts with black ties and like they were totally against uh, any kind of. They look
1: like they were going door to door, man, and telling you about any the kind war. of
2: violence, yeah. any kind of porn, uh, like porno material, anything like that. So what two better people than Val Venus and the anything Godfather derogatory. to be like, you know what? We've been <laughs> terrible. We've sinned. We've done terrible things and you cannot see this anymore. And ivory cannot be talked about enough. Ivory was like the mouthpiece. You talk about the women's revolution now. Oh, no, like, Ivory back the here, they made Ivory kind of the head of this faction yes. back here. Stevie Richards actually was the first one. And Stevie Richards is, is yep. criminally yep. underrated, by the way. Um, not only <laughs> yeah, for his yes, ring does, work, yeah. but Stevie Richards was great on the mic. He just got, you know, in the early days, he was known as Raven's Flackey. Uh, but, like, he, when he actually got on the big stage, Stevie Richards was really good. And he's he's a teacher. He teaches people how to wrestle now. Um, so hes he was excellent. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of the first mouthpiece that started it. But then once he got Ivory on board, Ivory was always like, I'm not doing this. I'm not, you know, showing my boobs. I'm not going to do what the other divas do. I'm not Sable. I'm not Sunny." And so she kind of took over as the mouthpiece. And Ivory was fantastic every time she yeah, cut a promo really with good. this group. I loved her. I loved everything she did. What you
3: are missing, people, is that what you are embracing is leading you into
0: the depths of depravity. Depths of depravity.
3: With every brawny panties match. Oh boy. With every no holds barred, every hell in the cell. We as human beings,
1: we lose a little part of ourselves that we're never going to get back. You think about a lot of these guys. I mean, the Godfather got everything over. It feels like, and highly underrated on how many times yeah. he would get things over. I don't know if the um, you know, uh, comma Papa got over it, but it, it, I see your point. No. Papa Shango, though. Papa yeah. Shango. Papa it was Shango. fine. It was fine. It did, it did the its best job. Papa Shango. And, you know, like you said, Ivory Ivory was the, the definition of ahead of her time, you know, without a doubt. I agree. It's it's amazing. I think and, you made it more, their uh, theme, gave their it more strength. was awesome. Like a police alarm or something. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, yeah it was just Wee. an alarm. Yeah. Was, yeah
2: and oh. It just drove you crazy. It's it's their symbol was the like Ghostbuster red X or the red thing. Yeah.
0: I think I that gave yeah. that gave him more weight by converting. Who was, was
1: doing the music
0: back then? They're like, just just put a Jim, sign John Jim Johnson. Jim really? Johnson finally was like, "So let me just." Uh, and he held it. <laughs> he put he it easy.
2: I'm gonna need
3: a couple of days. He's all fat. Get to take a vacation. He held
2: his recorder up to his alarm system at his house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay him by the hour on this <laughs> one. That gave him <laughs> that group. Converting Godfather and Valvina's gave it more weight to their message, yeah. more power. Yeah. And then uh, and the
2: fans were mad that you took we that you took my porn star and my pimp away from me. Damn it's it! Hey. it's
1: definitely a you good know real faction that, that they're going to. Well, dare I say they, you know.
2: that at this point, the activist groups and everything were more hammering on the Godfather and Valvina's because of Val their Venus, yeah explicit. So that's material. what made it so more. It makes sense. Yeah, that Vince is like, fine, you want me to get rid of those characters? I will. But now I'm going to mock you with them. You know, kind of thing.
0: And yeah. they did win right to censor in the end, right? Because it was PG for the next fucking 15 yeah, years so or so. Right
2: to censor this faction. So they won.
0: Yeah. Greatest faction of all time. <laughs> Better than <laughs> NBO. Better than the X. You're right. Better than, than Nibio. Wow. So They and had a stranglehold on wrestling. Let's for go, yeah, join us at fifth, Wrestle 15. 15. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, you know, censoring, you know, I don't know if you want to call it censoring, but it's kind of on the same wavelength. We're going to talk about the. The Straight Edge Society in WWE. This is CM Punk, Luke Gallows, Serena... I'm sorry. What's is it her last Deeb name? Because is it I Deeb?
0: Yeah, it was. It's Yeah, because she came to NXT later, huh? Yes. The woman's cla- yeah. Okay, uh, Serena tenor, Deeb yeah. and Joey Mercury, Sir right? Z- this was
1: formed on uh, November 27th of 2009. This cult-like faction was designed to showcase just what CM Punk had to offer. Because CM Punk... Was the definition of straight edge? You know, no, no drinking, no drugs, no nothing. Each week were compelling segments, further establishing a cult like feel. They even shaved Serena's head to free her from the toxicity of humanity. That's when you know you're all in. I remember right? that
2: segment on SmackDown. <laughs> that was awesome too. And that was yeah. like that was a really legitly like segment where the crowd was quiet in a good way and it was Very like emotional, are they really like, shaving like, oh her gosh, head? Yeah. Like she had long hair, she was a diva or whatever. And the fact that she went into this cult and uh, uh Luke Gallows, everybody knows who he is, you know, he's like a kind of an internet darling. A lot of people love him with Anderson. And um uh they formed this group and every week just Punk was he had long hair, he had the goatee, looked a little bit like Jesus. And so it was just kind of they sort of played on that and it was awesome. And it was short-lived, but this showed that CM Punk could do something on the main roster. Paul Heyman was the biggest uh, advocate of CM Punk coming from uh, – F- was no, what's the – Florida Championship Wrestling, FCW and, uh, FCW, and bringing him up from the developmental. And then he was on the ECW brand for a while, the WWE ECW yeah. brand for a while. And Paul Heyman's like, no, CM Punk has the creativity. He has the promo skills. He could be something on the main roster. So they gave him a shot here. They, you know, he had a nice program with uh, Hardy uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. But then after that, they kind of didn't really have anything for Punk. I think he got injured for a while. And then when he came back, he Punk pitched this idea. What what if I'm like this cult leader? What if I'm, I'm straight edge in real life, but what does everybody do in the crowd? They go to get beer. They go get, you know, toxic food, like fast food. And they do drugs. They do everything. So Punk's like, what if Delicious. I'm this heel and I'm a... Uh, I'm against all this stuff, and I put it back in their face. I mean, obviously, he's in the minority, you know, a straight edge, you know. I mean, I know straight edge is a thing, you know, but at the same time, Punk was like, people are going to get pissed off if I try to tell them how to live their life, what to eat, what to drink, what not to drink, you know. So uh, he did it, and it was awesome. And Punk is, look, I know a lot of people think Punk is overrated because he was so hyped and mm everything. But but I mean, like, legitly, if you're just talking about, Talents in the professional wrestling ring. CM Punk is a is a fucking great promo. One of the best ever. He legitly is. He's very passionate about his character. He's very passionate about the program he's in. Uh, CM Punk, and also yeah. on top of that, to be fair, he was a great professional wrestler. Yes. By every sense of that phrase. Yeah. So uh, well, seeing him down. as a straight edge society here, I loved this faction. I remember being glued to them every week. Um, it ended too soon, I think, for another injury. And Rey Myster- he had a great feud with Rey Mysterio where he sh- he lost a hair and match. I- it was a mask versus hair match and Mysterio beat him. So Punk had to shave his head. And then ever since then, he kept short hair after that. Um, so it was awesome. And then like, you know, he got was injured, he, sh- was he Did he, he have his head while.
3: shaved in the middle of the ring?
2: Yes, it was after wow. the match.
3: Wow. Yeah,
2: he lost. Mm-hmm. It was a mask versus hair match against Mysterio. I don't remember what pay-per-view, um, but Mysterio beats him. And then uh, he had to shave his head like in the So are you ready
3: are you ready to accept straight edge into your heart? And if you're ready, Darren, look at me. If
1: you're ready, I want you to do what my my what what Luke and Surya have done before you. All I ask is you raise your hand. You raise your hand to the ceiling. Ah, I want you to reach beyond the ceiling. I want you to touch the stars. And welcome.
3: Do you, to you guys know the dirty secret, I forget where I read it, but it was in one of the wrestling biographies. It was like. Um, the problem with hair versus hair matches is everyone would always have cordless um, hair shavers to the ring, and they would always jam and yeah. run out of batteries. And you'll—I I thought about that, and because someone said—and that's when you know it's not going to work. The only way to do hair versus hair is plugged-in proper head shavers. And I, yeah. the ones in in, uh, in in the clips that I saw with Straight Edge Society, they had plugs in it. And I just kind of had thought of that moment.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah, they thought it through. They literally thought it through.
2: Yeah, so yeah. It, this was awesome, and I know Cuz shares my uh, fandom in this group too because it was like we knew CM Punk from Ring of Honor and all that stuff, and then he you know came up in WWE yeah. elemental and He was really good. Again, I know his name when you say it, people are like, it's so much controversy and everything, and like, but mm. but really like CM Punk was a great performer. He was great on the mic. He gave me everything I wanted from a pro wrestler, and he had a cool, edgy gimmick here. I love the straight edge. I I want to say ended from injury, so Punk ended up losing to Rey Mysterio. He went away for an injury, and then they didn't know what to do with. It, and they just disbanded the group. And then when he came back, they tried yeah. to put him with Nexus, and they that didn't work out at all. And uh, you know, then after that, well, he you know, it, was gonna leave. And then Vince said, "Go say what you want on my ramp, pal, 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 pal." pal. And you know,
1: was, you was, know, you know. You talk about the <laughs> pow, pow. the controversy of Punk, and <laughs> the controversy of Punk is not here. The controversy is later. Right. You know, on, on leaving wrestling, on not coming right, back, right. on you know, quote unquote, shitting on it, whatever. The controversy wasn't here. Everything that CM Punk is doing here is amazing. So um, you know, when you talk about what's here in, in, in the realm of the work that he's doing, uh, CM Punk's amazing. Yeah. I just I'm 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 all, I'm one of those people that follow the lines of I'm sick of people chanting CM Punk in a stadium and don't know why they're doing it. Um the, that's that's the controversy that comes up today. I, I guess I would say good for him that he continues to have that kind of legacy, but I think it's I think it's definitely something that it's just people like and just and I have talked about this. People want something back that they could never get back. And CM Punk is the closest remnants of that. Um, it's, it's like asking for, for a rock and wrestling to come back. It's like asking for the Monday night wars to come back. CM Punk is the closest thing to what people loved about wrestling that they just cannot get back. And that's because it's the most recent thing of that memory. That's why it's chanted. And that's the controversy. Um, This stuff is great. This is amazing stuff. And it's definitely underrated. Uh, It's definitely a forgotten faction. that You got to go back and check out.
2: Yeah, it's really good. And everything's on the network with them. So you should have no problem.
1: And he got
0: legit fan heat, too. It's all there. When, when he was in this
1: first month's free, do
0: you remember that one where that lady was calling him the devil or something like that? Yes, yeah, she was like yelling at him at ringside and like he was just wow. laughing in her face. And
1: shit. Oh, and that was real, and he would always,
2: yeah, he, he was, would walk around the yeah. ring and he would taunt crowd in yeah. the front row and they'd be yelling at him.
1: But you know, it's like in punk's mind, you know, it's like it's working. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, working. yeah, absolutely.
0: it's yeah. real emotion. So it's almost like yeah. a Marilyn Manson esque type, like you're,
1: you're driving a real great. emotion for people. It's like it's working, yeah, that's CM Punk. He gets it, like I don't know, what else to say the guy gets it. Yep. Next one. That we have on the list is Triple Threat <laughs> yes. out of ECW. ECW yeah, ECW. people forget about they forget about ECW in general sometimes about what came out of it. Everybody thinks about the chairs being tossed in the ring and all the the cheating except to win that kind of stuff. The high and, spots, but they but yeah, but they forget about what was formed here, especially mic work. Anybody who had a decent mic That's work there. that came out, you know, came out of ECW at this time, and um, this is no different. But you got Shane Douglas, Crispin Benoit, Dean Malenko, Bam Bam Bigelow. Chris Candino, Brian Lee, Even and Lizzie Rick Gordon. Rude. Wow. There's a, lot of ta- there's a lot of talent in just in that sentence. So formed in 1995, the original three were Douglas, Benoit, and Malenko, which is incredible. That's yeah, a great um yeah. So it sounds like, I wonder who's going to be the mic piece there. Of course. Douglas was
2: great. <laughs> it's got to be hey, Malenko. Can you, uh, can you take this <laughs> mic? Of course, Dean Malenko, <laughs> David. Anyway, move on. Yeah, triple threat, threat is like, here. We're the
1: best. <laughs> to wrestle yeah, so, you into the um, ground.
2: We're three yeah. threats, so so three threats for equals. W equals w I'm going to strangle my
1: opponents tonight. <laughs> oh no, that's enough. The group had separated 95 after Douglas had left for the WWF, but in 96, Douglas went back in ECW and reformed the stable with Chris Candido and Brian Lee. After kicking Lee from the group, Bam Bam Bigelow would join, and then Rick Rude would join shortly after as a manager role because um, was wasn't Rick? He was just he was done at this point. Yeah, you right? could wrestle. Could, yeah, he couldn't, couldn't work a anymore. More. Um, after leaving the the for the WWF in '97, their group would separate for good in late. Well, let me just uh,
2: track the path of Rick Rude. So he was part of yes. this faction, right? Yeah. He walks right out of that company, goes to WWF in '97 to walk into DX and helps form the original DX with <gasps> Rick Rude, China, Triple H, and Michaels. Then he walks right out Which of I there like. straight into the NWO. And uh, late 97, early 98. Amazing. Like, to just track Rick Rude in this. It's weird.
0: Maybe it's really, Rick yeah. Rude is the shadows, man. He's Maybe the, he controls the Messiah everybody. of professional wrestling, Rick Rude is. He might be. He created it all, man. Do you remember when he yeah. showed up on ECW? Remember he had like a paper sack mask or yeah. like a sack type of mask over him? Yeah. And then he started talking and people started recognizing it, his voice. Yeah. I forgot who. Was it Shane Douglas, I think, right? It was Shane Douglas. ring. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> You, you can't put a mask on somebody like Rick Rude and have them speak and have. Well, I and think and nice. I think, too, the, the
2: the group that I remember the most from this was Candido, Bigelow, Douglas, and. Uh, That's, the uh, uh, That's the best version.
0: That's the best version. of
2: Francine. That was the version I remember. It's the best version. I d- yeah, the, the original one, Douglas, Benoit, and Malenko only lasted for like four months. And then, yeah, and then Douglas left to go to WWF and do Dean Douglas, and then he came back after a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, their their most work that they did was with Bigelow, Candido, and Douglas. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome, and that was like the 97-98 area where like that Taz was feuding with Bigelow, Taz was chasing RVD Douglas, was RVD was feuding with them. Bigelow, that was really good. That I, that was my favorite.
1: Two people that had the rug pulled out from underneath them. <laughs> This ring on that night and raise three fingers with a triple threat. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Punk, you were wrong.
0: a beast from the east on his side and you were wrong
1: hey taz um, but the yeah they
2: oh. actually yeah to span from 95 to 98 that i didn't realize until i did the research how long it's a yeah, long time i had oh, forgotten I about she. the original three as well i was like fuck that's right yes. like yeah Because it was was a wrestling faction. Douglas loved pro wrestling. Douglas really is a good pro wrestler. And a lot of injuries and substance abuse kind of hampered him later in his career. But um, he loved it. So it made sense where uh, Heyman was like, well, I'm going to put Benoit and Malenko, which aren't very good on the mic, with you. You're going to be good. And they're phenomenal in the ring. You're very good in the ring. So there you go. Let's do a little group. And they started it there in
1: 95. Cool shit. Yeah. Shane Douglas did amazing things in spite of... um Everything That's that another guy that people don't talk
2: himself. about. Shane Douglas, you know, like, he took the I path uh, less chosen, didn't he? Like, you know, it was like, like he got go. pissed off at the big two because he tried his, uh, you Instead, know, <laughs> he put his foot in those go. waters and he got pissed off at the politics and the not getting pushed or whatever. And whether he deserved it or not, I don't know. But then he went to ECW and he started cutting these amazing That's promos. Right, he his craft. And he was yep. passionate and real. And he he yeah. used his anger for flair. Because he actually really loved Flair and Flair was his favorite wrestler and he considered Flair to be the greatest wrestler ever. And when he met Flair, it was a famous story. I told this on one of other podcasts, yes, I don't remember did. what uh, what topic it was. But um he talked about He's how Flair versus Hogan. Yeah, so like Flair was a booker at the time. It was one of the times where Flair got saddled with the booking job, which why? But anyway, like so it's a lot. You know, Flair's mm-hmm. a performer, right? He wants to go out and wrestle, he wants to do that. You put a booking job on Flair and try to get him to follow like a not an office schedule, but you know what I mean? Like a supervisor role. Not very good for yeah, Flair. Not yeah. Not, 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 not his best thing. So um, uh, Douglas went up to Flair one time in the back and he said, Hey, you know, Rick, I really look up to you and I think you're great and all that. I really want you to watch my <laughs> matches and let me know. You know, I do a crossbody off the top rope. That's my finisher. Let me know what you think. Can I change it? Should I do something different? Oh, yeah, kid. You know, yeah, yeah. So he's all right. Great cool. Kid. So one day on a house show, he found Flair back there and he's like, dude, Watch my match tonight. I'm going to do the crossbody. I want your critique. Because he felt in his mind, I don't think Flair really watches my matches. Like, Because Flair said the same thing. Oh, I do watch you, kid. I watch oh. your matches. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your nose I clean. Watch you know, all this stuff. And so he's like, all right. So he's, he specifically cornered Flair one night. He's like, I'm going out right now. Go out and watch my Fuck match. Up. Give me notes. So he went out. He purposely did not do the crossbody uh, in the match when he was supposed to. And they ended it a different way. He comes to the back. Flair, I you see my match. Oh, you did great, kid. You're a great talent. You're the future of the business. What'd you think you of my crossbody? Is that a good finisher? Yeah, man. I watched it. Oh, it was crispy. Did great. And right then, he's like, "This piece of shit." Right or wrong, Douglas formed that opinion of Flair right then and there, and he held that anger. So when he went to ECW, and Heyman's like, "What do you? What cross you got to bear, pal?" And he's like, "I fucking hate Flair." He's like, "Take take my wow. live mic and tell me, tell all of us how you hate Ric Flair." I don't care if you use his name. I don't care if you say WCW. Say whatever the fuck you want. And Douglas went out there and was like, fuck him. He called what Dick Flair. He gave him the name. Yeah, he he all, My name him. for him is Dick Flair and like you know I,
0: And and that's why he started Triple Threat was yeah. against the four horsemen. Yes, yeah. And you know yeah. they had their little Rebel. symbol, the three symbol. Yeah,
3: you can see yeah, the held held it in their hands. There was
0: symbol, four yeah. and then there were yeah.
1: I can't even I can't even begin to explain how three Scrubs. Paul Heyman just gets Amazing work out of people that you would never expect, and he has a way of drawing it out of everyone. Um, and you, you being, you it being a RBD, good Paul worker Heyman is person. great. But yeah. what
2: Paul Heyman proved with his ECW experiment was, mic work will always drive characters. You have to be good on the mic. You have to have um, a compelling character that you believe in. Honky Tonk Man, not the greatest wrestler. Can we all agree on that? But his character Mm -hmm. was so sharp and such a, and he would do stuff like, who's Elvis? I don't know who Elvis is. And you were just like, you fucking motherfucker. Like, you would get so mad. You know who Elvis is. He's the king. And so people would get so hot. But Honky did two moves in there. And and he was not very great at any of them. But, like, he was (laughs) longest reigning IC champion. So Heyman saw that stuff when he came in. He's like, what makes you pissed? What do you believe in? And they're like, I'm mad at this. I'm mad at that. Go say it. Okay. And even if it ends uh-huh. up not being what their character is driven off of, the fact that they got it off their chest, uh Steve Austin is another one that comes to mind. That was the, it was know, a, I was, you know, I was, they get it off their chest. And now it's like, yeah. you feel better? How's that feel? It just loosened them up. And then that he just ah, lets them great. go out every week. Feels yeah. good,
1: brother. It feels good. Yeah. Brother. He over.
0: made fun of me on yeah, ECW. I'm brother. telling
1: you, the, you, you could I'm hardcore, that. brother. Hogan I rub a save. fucking barbed wire around Hogan my beer can't penis, brother. What Hogan say Hogan uh, went to I drop it on Linda's face. H- Terry, you could argue that there would be no Stone Cold Steve Austin without Paul Heyman. I,
2: it's a very you fair could, statement. There'd be no say. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's, it's a, a fair statement. If Terry Belay ever went to ECW, what makes you mad? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go out there with life, Mike, brother. Uh, there'd be no Lou like, Thesz. <laughs> uh Fuck, fuck Vince. Uh, I don't <laughs> like it, brother. Your my payday, he steroids, he'd be, brother. He'd
1: be, he'd be like bitching about my his payday should have
2: been That's half a million, million but that. you only gave me four hundred thousand.
0: My kids are
1: uh, fucking. You hassles, let the bro. warrior beat me, brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, just so I like want know. the rocket ship, brother. Not warrior. Yeah, Why thing. does warrior have a
1: rocket ship, brother? I want
2: to go in the middle of the card because if you're last, you don't get room service. So uh, and man, by hey. the way,
1: ladies and gentlemen, and you Hulk Hogan Coleman's has no faction uh, on this uh, list. I'm an ACW, brother. I'm hardcore, dude.
2: I'm hardcore brother. Hogan takes over. I wrap everything. barbed wire around Hogan my beer can penis and I drop it on Linda's you face brother. NWO, and another thing. We're going to talk about uh, that I would cutter. like an earlier flight on Wednesday's cuz the mid <laughs> the midday does not work for me. <laughs> Is this okay Paul? Am I doing good? You are doing fine Terry. Jesus like wow. Brother. Just, just, what about just the horror four? I can be with you guys. Wow, oh, man. Anyway, wow. Dave, stop 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 Speaking stalling and go it, on to the uh, next one. I'm no brother. To
1: transition into Steve Austin. We're going to talk about an alliance that Austin The was greatest of all time? In. This is the dangerous yes. alliance in WCW. I I'm I'm going to read these names and it's With so the fun. Shadow Man, Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Paul E Dangerously, Arn Anderson, <laughs> Steve Austin, Bobby Eaton, <laughs> Medusa, Larry Zbysko, Adrian Adonis, and the original Midnight Wait. Express because it looks like you got something to add. Yeah,
0: L- Lickaroo behind you thinking, then I'm going to go to ECW and then I'm going yeah. to <laughs> go to WWF. <laughs> He's plotting <laughs> his path right there. He's all, they already talked about He's already it, but thinking about I'm thinking about it,
1: about it right about. now. right there, <laughs> And I'm going to wear a suit the whole Jesus. time. Jesus! That
0: they made really bad. God damn it! He's all, then I'm coming to Dave's <laughs> house. <laughs>
1: And yeah. if I'm lucky, you see I'll be on both
0: Raw and Nitro
2: at the same time. If I'm lucky. I don't that's know. Then maybe
3: I'll get her. And then maybe I had, will take pills and, funny. and never wake up no, when I try to I mean, train for a comeback.
0: I mean, he's in ECW and he's got an in in ECW with Paul Heyman and an in WWE with Stone Cold
1: okay. right there. I mean, come on. He plays it. He knows it. He predicted the future. Yep. <laughs> in 1987, Paul E. formed a dangerous alliance with Adrian Adonis and the original Midnight Express, uh, Dennis Condry and Randy Rose in the AWA. The original group ended in 98 when Paulie left the company for WCW. But in 91, WCW was deep tru- and in deep trouble after allowing Ric Flair to jump to the WWF and take the WCW championship up with him. We've told that Fucking story. Jim Hurt. It's in our archives. It's incredible. He's an idiot. WCW needed a shot in the arm after the disastrous Jim Hurt era. So Paulie dangerously comes into the rescue, had been off TV. Due to a dispute with management, imagine that, <laughs> reappeared in October of 91, claiming he would form an alliance to destroy WCW. So, 1991 to was destroy. my first
2: year that I ever got. Uh, my first ever WCW Were pay-per-view that I actually WCW got programming? was, uh, I'm going to ignore that comment because I feel it was slanderous, Dave, and I didn't hear you, and I'm glad <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, Drink um My your first ever WCW... I feel that that is slanderous comment because and I'm not going to comment on it. I didn't
0: hear Not at
1: you.
2: Craig, I feel that's a slanderous comment that you're about to say right now, and I'm not going to respond to uh, it. Craig, hey, how dare you? Luke Gallows, I feel that's a... <laughs>
1: uh, well, you have your Instagram. So my first okay. ever WCW pay-per-view
2: Sorry. was, of all pay-per-views, considered to be one of the worst ever in WCW history, and that was Great American Aww. Bash 91. Um, so oh, no. I was like, why am I watching this shit again? So then I wa- I got Halloween Havoc. <clears throat> on pay-per-view and i like that much better and the one of the reasons why was they debuted a halloween phantom spooky uh, under a mask and he defeated tom Zink very easily but at the end if you watch at the end the <laughs> mask shift and you see rick rude's porno mustache just coming out so it's so fucking obvious that it was rick rude and he beat him with the rude awakening too but right after paulie dangerously who had been off tv for a few months uh comes out with medusa who i'm also a big fan of and found a lot of her fame in the AWA uh, were out there. And he was like, I'm going to form an alliance to destroy WCW. I got into a fight with management. They helped me off TV, which is true. Paul Heyman's the master of saying real stuff to get over in your promos. And he's like, now I'm going to unmask the Phantom. He's my crown jewel. He's Rick Rude. And he takes his mask off. And I was like, fucking Rick Rude is in WCW. So, so much, in fact, that they had gotten Steamboat back at this point. And so they started WCW after the whole flair debacle and allowing him to fucking leave and show up on WWF television with the NWA title with the big gold belt is nuts. I mean, if if a billionaire did not own this fucking company, it would have went out of business 19 times in like a four year span. Yeah. So they did all that. And I was like, dude, finally, so much, in fact, that I used to get wrestling magazines. Uh, subscription, The Wrestler and Pro Wrestling Illustrated were two of their magazines I got back then, and on The Wrestler, about a month later, they put, the cover of the magazine was, The Magic is Back in WCW, and it had a picture of Rick Rude, Sting, Ricky Steamboat, and all the new stuff, and the Dangerous Alliance. And so this is when... No, so he had that, yeah, so,
3: you had that on your wall in your bedroom for years.
2: Yep. Yes.
3: I can see it in uh, my head of that, that picture and how it was pinned.
2: Yes, and like, I loved it, and so like, yeah, after he... You know, um, uh, Dave, I'll let you read on the notes here, too, because I know I have page two of the notes here. Uh, talk about Medusa was the first one that appeared uh, with Paulie. Did you not get my second page? Am I ridiculous? I have it, yeah. Uh, so I that I just wanted to set the table because I it was my second ever WCW pay-per-view with Halloween Havoc, and I, I could have given up on them. After Great American Bash, I was like, this fucking shit. And then I saw uh, Halloween Havoc, and I love Rick Rude. So I saw Rick Rude, I was like, cool, Steamboat's back as well. Okay. And so it just all yeah. Polly Dangerously in a company that should have died a thousand deaths before the NWO was ever thought of. Um, just in this one move where he they were in between. Jim Heard gets fired, they hadn't hired Bill Watts yet. So in that six, seven month span Pauly Danger Soup was allowed to actually make his voice heard in the back and come up with this kind of group, and it—I'll let you read on. But like, it started like it really excited me as a fan because competition's good, folks. Like, it's really good. And when this started, I really loved this faction. I was like, God, like you need a good heel faction, you do. And these guys hit it right off the bat. Dave named the talent right, Jesus. Like, how do you miss with this? It's insane. How do you miss?
1: Yeah. So you kind of repetitive, but Medusa first appeared with Paul E. and then Rick Rude would join the group at, by that Halloween Havoc of 91. They would then recruit Art Anderson, Larry Zbysko, and Bobby Eaton, and Stunning Steve Austin to complete the group. What? Stuff
0: killed when but, I was young? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: That's what baby Austin.
3: Hey.
2: Goo Gaga, what?
3: Goo Goo Gaga, what? Go, go, what? i stomp a <laughs> you guy.
0: Give me milky. I'm late for second period, What? And then, as soon as he grew a mustache, what? Hey, the so <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: Dave. Dave takes a drink. Dave, keep
0: in case you ain't keeping up to current events, sure you rock. just got recorded.
1: You upset, Dave? Sure, you Dave. Drink? drink up, Dave. What? What? That is the best. That is the best. <laughs> sure, Rock. Drink up. That's my favorite part of Austin.
3: One time in my life, I want to like, I, I want to hurt someone or kick someone Bones. in the uh, in the ass on the street, and then go on, be on video. Like doing that, the Steve Austin no, you camera. you do it
1: first. Just do that first yeah. and yeah. then kick him in the nets. like. Guess, yeah.
0: guess what? I'm about to record, bitch. Try yeah. what? <laughs> so,
1: yeah. so, to Jess's point of competition, Rick Rude would quickly defeat Sting to win the U.S. title. Anderson and Bobby Eaton would defeat Steamboat and Dustin Rose to win the tag titles. And Steve Austin was the TV champion already at this point. So they held all the gold in this short portion of time, pretty much. Their group would split into their separate ways by the fall of '92. Paulie would leave the company and join Eastern Championship Wrestling, which eventually became ECW. and there you go.
2: And he would also—it's uh, funny—he would bring the Dangerous Lions to ECW when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling still, and he had people like Nine One One, The Dark Patriot, <laughs> Sherry Martel, Don Morocco, Eddie Gilbert, Jimmy Snuka, Shane Douglas, Sabu and Tasmaniac, who went on to become Taz. Max Moon. Oh, Taz, you're right. I added that on the note. I know you didn't get that one, Dave, but I put that on my little note here. No. like yeah. When he first went to DCW, I forgot. I sent Dave the notes, and I was like reading on. I was like, fuck, that's right. I forgot he had the Dangerous Alliance when he was kind of doing the on-screen... Taken over from Todd Gordon or whatever before he really took the yeah. company over from Todd Gordon, uh, like they did like an on-screen thing or whatever. That like, can he had all these people as his dangerous alliance. Sherry Martel being like the Medusa role uh, back, like she was in WCW. So I loved the oh, Dangerous Alliance. Shit. Like I loved. Uh, go back and watch Russell War ninety two. That's probably the best ever war games match I've ever seen. And uh, that was a Dangerous Alliance against Sting Squadron. And it's it's. It was match of the year that year, I think, for the most part. And uh, it was probably one of WCW's greatest ever pay-per-view matches, actually, up to that point for sure, if not ever. Like, it was it was a great culmination, too. They had dissension there that night with Larry Zbysko. He kind of left the group. He broke up with the group. And, you know, they did really good stuff, man. And then when Bill Watts took over, he was like, I don't like things that make sense. And he'd take the mats away from the ring. And no jumping off the top rope. And hook them up. And, pfft, like, and so, yeah, it was terrible.
3: Why are we in groups? That's silly. Split them up.
2: Yes. But yeah. Wait, what are factions like? I'm not racist. We're all like individuals. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I love Dangerous Alliance. I'm sure I know, cuz that was a little before your time, but I'm sure you kind of remember. Yeah. That, right?
1: I was yeah, gonna ask what the videos. hell he was doing, mm-hmm. but he pretty much proved what he was doing just a moment ago. Pooping his diaper. Still go back and watch videos. Roll up another one, buddy. <laughs> what? what? No. What? Not <laughs> what's going on?
0: That's not what's going what? on. What?
1: Yeah no. This uh, is uh, uh, on Instagram at OWP 2019 Click on Linktree, you can find us on several platforms Including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast And don't forget we are now part Of the Hub family, all about wrestling Podcast, catch them at the Hub on YouTube And Instagram, this is Dave Jess, Cuz, and Craig With the OWP Have a good one
0: Brother, I was in DX too, brother